0: Hello! Welcome back, episode number 12, and we're back, and the weather is, it's still, every time I speak to you, the weather's really good, the sky is clear, and everything's looking really green and luscious today, so another beautiful day in London. It's not always like this, it's just when I come to do recordings. Anyway, thank you for joining me again. Um, so episode number 12. Um, this week, I have a, a very special guest joining me. Um, and his name is Major, and he's from another podcast. So it's the first time I've had another podcaster on. And Major is from a podcast, he's the host of a podcast called Straight Up Gay Podcast. Um, and he's based out of Atlanta, Georgia in the US. Um, and it's a really great and interesting interview. And I have so much time for major as um he's an ally um and a father of a gay son and this is kind of uh how he came to uh well he didn't he didn't go into podcasting just because of having a gay son but i think it's certainly um uh impassioned him to go further with it um i won't tell you the whole story because he'll tell you all about it um but it's his podcasts are great and i listen to them they're they're really very positive. He's interviewing LGBTQ people from all around the globe um, and from different perspectives. And um, I can only recommend having a listen. Um, I'm going to be on his podcast myself. We both are appearing on each other's. Um, I'm going to be on his one on uh, next weekend, next Sunday, I believe, he said, will probably be happening. And uh, I will be putting this one out... um, probably just before then so you may get a double whammy of us but I can highly recommend uh joining both I'll put links to um to Major's podcast as well um and uh, yeah I all I can say is jump in and have a listen um and he's a he's a really good bloke um top quality bloke and we have a wonderful conversation so uh look forward to sharing that with you um, just to give you a few updates on things. So yeah, this week was the, as we discussed last week, was the Purple Rave, the Prince event, at the Clapham Grand, and that was that was wonderful. Um, I had a brilliant time. There was uh, they showed Purple Rain the film before the dancing officially started, but towards the end of the film, and a few glasses of sherry down the line, the uh, the, the people in the because it was in a in a club. Uh, stroke theatre, converted theatre, and people started moving and dancing as though they were in the film, towards the end of the film. And when we got to the song Purple Rain, everybody was really kind of, it was a lighters out moment, said there weren't any lighters. It was that moment anyway. And uh, everybody singing along, it was very, uh, it was lots of unification of Prince lovers, it was And uh, reminded of uh, not just only the Prince stuff in it, but there's some great tunes from other people in that film. Um, Still one of my favourite films. And, you know, you may critique the acting, but it's not about that. It's just about... It's just about Prince on a big purple thundering... um, Where am I going with this? Thundering bike. It's wonderful. I can only recommend it. If you've never seen it, no, why not um you should and it's really you're there for the music and for prince's uh performances as a as a singer and a dancer amazing dancer and i don't know how he survived on those jumping from those risers onto the heels is poof incredible um and you have morris day apollonia um it's just yeah it's it's a great film anyway go and see it if you haven't go and hire it it's probably somewhere i don't know if it's on netflix anyway watch it find a way so that was great the only thing is the negative oh there were there was some uh there was a there was a cover band called Princeless, and i can say if you're around and you want to see them they do uh they do the guitarist is it's got prince his prince is playing down to a t wonderful so i could recommend then and and the singer's great he, he doesn't move in the same way as prince but then nobody does I'd be asking a lot to be that person to be able to do the voice and the movement it would be well you'd be prince um but yeah that was uh they were great and they were accompanied by a group of uh, drag queens um dancing with them it was all very glamorous and princey so it's a great night and went on to the wee small hours and um uh, I forgot that, you know, I'm not as young as I used to be. And now I have really, I've had bad knees for a few years now, but my goodness, my knees were aching the day after. Um, I felt really old the day after. When I was there, I forgot I was uh, not 20 anymore and uh, and, and, and behaved in a, in a manner that I was 20. And there was lots of tequila and lots of dancing and uh, as i say i went with my sister and my friend colin and we all behaved in the same way and i think everybody probably felt a little rough the next day but anyway um bad knees got to do something about that also this coming week is wedding venue week we're starting to go and see a few more places and kind of look into that so that's going to be a whole adventure in itself right. um so yeah um i'll keep you updated on that but uh, it all gets quite complicated just even trying to view places. Anyway, I promised last week that I wouldn't get stressed about it, so I'm not going to, but my goodness, just want someone to do it all for you, don't you really? And Maybe that's just me being lazy. Um, also kind of decided that in the six months leading up to the wedding, which is still a while yet, that I'm going to do uh, the 5-2, which I did before and it did kind of lose a little bit of um, middle-aged bulk, and I'm going to try and do it again for the six months before the wedding, which is going to be difficult because I'm a really social animal. And that does mean I do like going out and having beers and wine with friends. And I may just have to kind of keep a low profile for a while and and not do that. So um, yeah, yeah, that's going to be, that's going to be a challenge in itself. But I want to kind of be at my, um, I want to be kind of as perfect as I can be for that moment. Um, It's good for your health, but um, five, two for six months. Is it possible? If any of you have done that and had success with it and enjoyed it, well, not enjoyed it because probably never going to enjoy it, but found it uh, beneficial, then do let me know. Um, as I say, I've tried it before and it, it did make a difference, but not for that length of time. Anyway, so these are plans uh, ahead for weddings. Um, finally, a few recommendations. Um, talking of Morris Day, uh, Morris Day, who's in Purple Rain, he released a single this week called Over the Rainbow." Over That Rainbow um, that's a track dedicated to Prince. And they were really good friends and grew up together and their careers kind of... Uh, Prince was very um, instrumental in keeping uh, Morris's band, The Time, afloat and kind of wrote a lot of their songs uh, with them. Um, but yeah, so it's a dedication to Prince and it's quite emotional. There is a video that goes with it. It's a little bit cheesy, um, but it's such a lovely song. And if you're a Prince fan, you will definitely appreciate the sentiment. Um, couple of albums. There's an album called um, My Name Is Earl by a girl, by a girl, it's not a girl, he's a guy. A guy called Earl St. Clair. And it's kind of R&B soul. It's, it's it's kind of a raw soul rather than soft, gentle soul. Um, and it's a it's a great album and there's a one track in particular again i always like to pick the tracks and there's one track in particular if you just want to just download that it's called criminal earl saint claire criminal and the album is my name is earl and um, also um it's it's another album from an old favorite of mine jamiroquai has come out called automaton and um i was a bit unsure if i'm really honest at first but I say after a few listens, it's definitely a grower, and uh, and that's now kind of um, on rotation on my um, iTunes as I move about the world. So recommendations, and then finally, Girl Boss on Netflix, which is really one, especially if you like love San Francisco as much as I do, because um, it's set there and the backdrops are the city, so it's wonderful, and um, and it's a it's an interesting little story, um, and it's all over Netflix, and I can only recommend it. And i'm not going to tell you too much because it would really as soon as i start saying anything about the story it would be spoiling so i'm going to move on anyway um just a reminder for the change.org uh chechnya do go and have a look at that and uh and sign the petition if you haven't already it's just change.org chechnya and if you put that in you'll find uh, it's my there's links on uh, the previous two podcasts if you go into itunes i've put links there Um, ...and on SoundCloud, so uh, go ahead and find them if you need to. But anyway, I really think it's time to meet our very special guest... ...all the way from Atlanta, Georgia, Mr. Major from Straight Up Gay Podcast. Thank you for joining me, Major. You're very welcome. I'm glad to be here. And just to introduce Major to the rest of my listenership... ...if you haven't already jumped in, Major is the host of the Straight Up Gay Podcast which is on soundcloud itunes and pinecast i believe yeah actually
1: so you can actually listen to the entire thing through itunes or the google play store i'm in both locations the audio is actually hosted on pinecast directly but it's kind of hard to find it there so uh itunes and google play or even the stitcher um,
0: podcast listener stitcher, app, um, of course, yeah.
1: would yeah would also work
0: okay great and i can highly recommend to everybody that you do jump in and um first of all i just want to thank you uh kind of well for uh but i like i like the style of your conversation and the feel of is not too dissimilar to the to kind of my own uh chats sometimes mine's slightly cruder than yours um i (laughs) aim to be (laughs) less sweary today shall we say Fair enough. <laughs> I I leave it open so my guests feel they can, if they want to express themselves or they're feeling, rather, um, yeah. I rates that then they can go there, but it's not necessarily. I necessarily go there. Um, but yeah, just kind of to, to to thank you. It's it's just so positive and encouraging to have a straight ally, um, who's putting the time and effort into creating a podcast of the nature that yours has, and um, I, you know, I think we we need more people like you, um, on our side and. Um, yeah when the world's kind of in the in the state of turmoil it is at the moment it's really fantastic to have kind of the the positive steps happening and happening within a family scenario your own family scenario and then you know this hopefully affects change and positive moves in the wider world um so yeah I also have to say that I enjoy the fact that you're kind of very thorough with your guests and that you have the pre-interview briefing form and the questions are really good so uh so generally well done thank you major (laughs) oh well thank you i tried really hard so when the show when the
1: when i when the idea came to me for the show it originally Mm -hmm. wasn't even in the format that i'm doing it now excuse me i don't uh, sorry i got a little phlegmy there
0: no worries (laughs) yeah
1: but um originally when the idea came to me for the show it was to host the show with a a longtime friend of mine who's a gay man Um, Mm -hmm. i grew up with him uh in my hometown of florida um, we went to high school together. Okay. Um, and we're still friends on Facebook. Jeez. I'm really sorry. Hold on. <laughs> sorry. Don't but, um, we that went to high school together. Yeah. We went to high school together <laughs> hmm. and, um, we'd been friends for a long time and we still kept in touch on Facebook. And so I reached out to him and I was just like, Hey, I have this idea. He used to host a YouTube show, um, I want to say it's called Gay Club TV or something like that on okay. YouTube. Uh, his name's Parker, and he, I guess he used to just go around to different gay clubs and kind of give like reviews of them, and he okay. would talk to people inside the club and stuff like that. And I didn't watch a lot of the videos, but I did see him do a few of them, and I was like, "Oh man, he's a really good host." And so when I came up with the idea for the show, I was just like, "Man, I can't think of anyone else," you know, because I wanted to have to make sure that I always had. An LGBT voice. The last thing I ever sure. want to do is straight splain you right, know, right, 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 L- yep. LGBTQ issues. You know, I just, I, my main goal is to be a good ally. I want to make sure that whatever I do, it includes um, a voice from the LGBT community. And um, I thought no better way to do that than to have a co host who is a gay man. Oh, and, absolutely. You know, the original idea was that we would talk about current events, you know, and we would just talk about the things. And that way, with a co host who's an LGBT person, we could talk about those things from mm-hmm. both sides of, of of our perspective you know be yeah. me being a straight person and him being a gay man that we could you know each put in our input and it would be kind of like an interesting dynamic sure uh, un- unfortunately his life was just too busy at the time you know there was a lot of change going on and he just mm-hmm. wasn't able to to keep to a, a strict schedule of a one week or once a week podcast yeah. uh for an hour every week and He said, You know, I'm just really too busy right now. I'd love to make it a thing happen later on. And I had other friends who I told my idea for the show about, and they said, Man, you got to get it going. I'm so excited to hear what you got. Mm -hmm. And they're like, Well, why don't you just have on guests who are LGBT people? And I said, Well, can I really get a new guest every week, you know, for an hour? And so far, it's been. a little challenging. It's not been too hard. I, I mainly go into, you know, online forums like Reddit and I'll say, and I'll kind of give a rundown of, of what I do and, and people are usually interested in, and so oh. far the Reddit community, at like ask, uh, ask transgender or ask LGBT or some of the other, um, LGBT forums on Reddit. I'll go in there and I'll kind of put a little blurb out there about my show and about who I am and about what I do. And if anyone's interested in, in doing a show and, you oh, know I you get should. you,
0: because this is, yeah. I did wonder, um, that was one of my questions actually, is how you, how you've been, uh, how you found your guests, essentially, because um, yeah. I did notice there was a, because I, I did a bit of um, nosing around and found um, there was, I did find the subreddit uh, from, I think one of your guests, one of your previous guests was praising you.
1: Oh really? Wow. Okay. Cool. Yeah, you I need to that one.
0: <laughs> you need to have a look. Um, yeah. I can't remember the lady's name, but uh, it was uh, I think it was a lesbian lady from a few episodes back. But yeah, she, oh, okay. she's praising you. So you've go and check that out.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, definitely I will I'll have to look at that.
0: So um so okay, so uh, so this is how you kind of came came to to do it. I mean, so the point where you're was it also influenced by your son? coming out to you was that sort of did it was it did it coincide with that or you know how did how did that all fit in i mean and what age did he what age did your son actually come out to
1: you okay um it didn't coincide with that
0: Mm -hmm. um but it's not totally
1: unrelated so my son he's now 15 Mm -hmm. uh, he's got his learner's permit so we've been trying to practice on his (laughs) driving recently but um uh, my son came out to us about um three years ago okay um, he was about 12 or 13 and um, it, it was it was surprising uh, definitely and it wasn't that we were disappointed see I, I try to give an honest input of, yeah. of our reaction and we weren't upset with him we weren't sure. angry you know um, it was more or less concern um, is, right. I think how I felt you know that you know oh man what does this mean for his life kind of thing because I think any parent um, with any child you know, uh, want to make sure that they're they're not going to be in any kind of danger when they leave the house. You know that when you you have a reasonable expectation that when they leave, mm-hmm. they'll come home later at the end of the day, um, largely unharmed. Mm. And um, knowing the state of affairs in our country as far, you know, I had been an outspoken uh, ally for LGBT people for a long time before my son came out to me. Okay. Um, I originally I probably back in the day so I was man I don't want to get too far off a uh, uh, far afield of the question but no 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 I used, no, no. To, I used to be a, I used to be more conservative than I am now I'm pretty liberal these days Sure. Um when I when I grew up I grew up in Florida I was born and raised in Florida and I joined the military
0: Mhm.
1: And you know the military is a really conservative kind of environment, and so you know, especially uh, I was in the Marine Corps for eight years active duty uh, here in the states, and yep. um, that's a very conservative type of environment. I was gonna say, like, yeah, yeah, and e- but even then, even though in that conservative environment, I was still, you know, pretty towards the liberal spectrum of the conservative side. You know, I was more sure. of a a conservative moderate, I guess you could say. <laughs> And um, I know that um, after I got out of the Marine Corps, you know, I became a corrections officer for a while, and then I decided that I, I got to go to college. So I rejoined the Air Force Reserves, and I went and did um, my training in the Air Force, which gave me some college credits. Okay. And so I said, well, this is a good way to jumpstart my college career. And so I I did my Air Force training. I'm still in the Air Force Reserves, and oh, okay. Um, yeah, so I do the reserve duties, which is one weekend a month and uh, two weeks a year. Okay, I get you. And then, uh, but the training that they give you in the Air Force, you get college credits for. And so I said, cool, this gives me a jump start on my college career. So I started going to college. And um, I like using the term woke. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, what really woke me was um, I, I had uh, a few episodes ago on episode uh, 15 or something like that. Uh, I had a a, a lesbian lady uh, her name was Rachel and her mother was my English teacher in my first English
0: 101 class yes I have I actually yes I've listened to that particular episode yeah yeah yeah
1: oh, so dear. so so she was the first person to kind of poke a hole in my blindfold is what I called it you know and <laughs> and you know she really challenged a lot of my views and while I I didn't I didn't start to change my mind at that point. It at least made me realize, like, it made me start to challenge my own point of view sure. as far as a lot of things are concerned, not just LGBT issues.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, but what really changed my position in which, uh, af- I mean, uh, less than a week after this class, um, I became a very outspoken person for LGBT, uh, same sex marriage equality, and uh, LGBT rights and all So that. this kind
0: of uh, the, the the change happened within a you say sort of within a week of, of, of this particular moment and that you know that it had that much of an impact on you
1: it, it did so I was in I took a cultural anthropology class which I highly uh-huh. recommend to, to uh-huh. anybody uh, cultural anthrop- anthropology was really interesting you learn a lot about other cultures around the world you know the the newer tribe in South America and sure these African tribes in Africa that they have these different cultural um ideas that are completely different from our, our own and you learn about things like ethnocentrism and how uh-huh. you try to learn to view another culture outside from viewing it through your cultural lens you try to take a fresh
0: you know a yeah, look at yeah. it it's a different outlook which i suppose again yeah. is going to affect how you well this clearly affected your your outlook on um lgbt Exactly.
1: We we actually, the class that did it was in my cultural anthropology class, we brought up, or the professor brought up homosexuality in different cultures and how uh, different cultures handle homosexuality. And he pointed out that around the world, the United States is kind of in the minority opinion as far as marriage equality between same-sex couples and yeah. that that is the minority opinion and that most countries around the world and most cultures around the world actually accept Uh, gay people Mm -hmm. as a normal part of their functioning society that it's not something to be kept out or pushed off to the side and and that it's actually embraced and he did a whole class talking about how these cultures you know how they handle um same-sex couples or or gay people and then at the end of the class he had questions for the students or he allowed you know like a question and answer kind of session Mm -hmm. and and we had probably about 20 or 30 students in the class and this was in illinois this is when i was going to college in illinois which is okay. a pretty conservative state here in the united states and right pretty much every student raised an objection to same sex couples and marriage equality and and i think i even raised one or two myself and you get you got a lot of the usual question or the usual objections like it's against nature sure. or um, it's not natural or it's a sin kind of thing, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. It's, it's a choice. You know, there was all kinds of these objections.
0: Yeah.
1: And the professor, he, with, I mean, he never hesitated answering one of those questions and he had such good responses to each of them, you know, cause he said something when someone said it was a choice, he was like, well, if it's a choice, the smart thing to do would be to choose to be bisexual because, <laughs> well, yeah. you know, and he gave all these really good reasons. And that really like ripped the blindfold off of my face is like, and I, because I think right, at that right. time, I think at that time I was on the fence, you know, I was kind of like one of those people who was like, as long as they don't bother me and I don't bother them, sure. I, don't, I don't care. I don't think it's necessarily right, you know, or moral, I guess would be the better way to put it at that mm-hmm. time. And so... I was kind of like live and let live is where I was and yeah, after yeah. that after that class I'm just like man I cannot believe I have been so against this for so long Right uh, I really had no good reasons he really I mean every objection that I raised I'm like oh he you know I thought that student you know they were like oh he's got it now there's no way he's going to answer that and boom he'd answer it and just sh- and shoot it down and and I couldn't think yeah. of a a retort and so after that class man I think I I didn't sleep very well for the next couple of weeks because I was just in my head thinking, man, how do I respond to this? How do I yeah. handle this You know, information? And after a couple of days, I was just like, you know what, this is ridiculous. There's no reason to not support marriage equality. And ever since then, I had become an outspoken supporter of Same sex rights and marriage equality, and and all of that. And uh, I tried my best to be a good ally. And then, and that was around 2010, 2011. Okay, I was going to say, what year were you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then a few years later, um, that is when our son came out to us. And then a few Mm -hmm. years after that is when I had the idea for the show.
0: Okay, wow. It's quite a journey to get there to this point. It's, uh, but I mean, it's inspiring. And I do hope that, um, that you know they, that the other families and other parents can perhaps you know will fall upon your conversations because um as i say it's interesting for, for from the other from my perspective um or from a, a, a game male perspective is that um to, to to hear a parent talking because obviously i my parents are a little bit older and they're well one of them's uh, my mother isn't she has a uh, dementia so she's not really kind of around to to talk about it but my father has become uh kind of started off quite liberal and as <laughs> the years have gone on and age has taken its toll I think you know it's not not that he's not liberal anymore but you know he's more stuck in his ways and things should be just as they are and um Uh, And so we don't have those conversations. So to actually have some talk to a parent who's kind of in the midst of that happening is, 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 you know, it's fascinating for me on a personal level. But I think also, hopefully, you know, I think you probably will be affecting and helping other people down the line. So keep up the good work. <laughs> uh, well, thank you. It, it
1: definitely is a challenge. Um, I, I, face challenges that I never thought I would face, um, as a parent, uh, be, just because my son is, is gay. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it may, it puts a whole new, um, angle of, you know, you, you know, mm-hmm. as a parent, you try to look out for your, your child safety. You try to make sure that they do the right thing, that they're, yeah. You know, not engaging in, you know, sex too early or, yeah, yeah. You, know, or you know, they're not, um, you know, making bad choices really. And um, it, it puts a new angle on raising a child when your child is a same-sex, you know, attraction type of person mm-hmm. or a gay person mm-hmm. because simple things like having a sleepover with their friends, okay? Sure. Um, it puts a whole new challenge on it because when I was a kid, you know, we didn't really, it, it didn't seem as, you know, I don't want to say that there weren't gay people, of course there were, but yeah, um, it it wasn't as really out there, it wasn't in the prevalent. public eye, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it yeah, wasn't prevalent as 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 it is today, yeah, and so there's a, you know, my friend makes friends with other boys and mm. and when he wants them to spend the night, I we have to talk, me and my wife have to talk, and we go okay. Uh, he's fifteen. He's fifteen now, so he's coming into puberty, and and he's becoming a sexually active yeah. teen, and and so, or you know, maybe not active, but he's you know having those he's sexual urges. Of, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. And so, you know, just the simple fact of having one of his friends stay the night, who's a boy, we have to be like, okay, if we allow this to happen,
0: mm.
1: how do we know that they're not going to have sex? And we thought, sure. you know, you know because one of his friends is another gay boy in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And um, so we're like, well, if we let him spend the night, we have to take certain precautions to make sure that they're, you know, because when I was a kid, we would just sleep on the floor next yeah, to each yeah. other or or even in the same bed. But, you know, we'd put our head to toe
0: kind oh, of thing. Oh, top to tail, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. and or, or whatever it was. And now we're just like, okay, so how do we do this to ensure that they're not – you know, doing anything with each other, yeah. and, and you know, because I wouldn't want to that anything to happen between them, and then the other kids' parents find out, and they're yeah. like, "Hey, what what are you letting going on in your house?" kind of thing. You mm-hmm. know, and of course, we wouldn't allow that thing. You know, but you know, yeah. kids being kids, and, and having sexual urges, you know, they don't necessarily make the most intelligent decisions,
0: and so <laughs> no,
1: no. we we've had to kind of tell my son at times where, you know, hey, um, we would really love to let your friend spend the night. Yeah. However, because you're you're gay and he's also gay, you know, we're concerned about any sort of sexual activity between you guys, and so we're just not going to allow it mm-hmm. um, to have your friends spend the night. And we had to stress. We're like, it's not because you're gay. It's yeah, not because yeah. he, we wanted to make sure that it didn't feel like we were punishing him for being gay. Sure. We were just trying to look out for him and the other boys. You know, safety or you know. Um, yeah, their innocence or whatever, and and so it was very hard to explain to him that you know it's not because you're gay, but it's kind of because you're gay, you know. Yeah, like yeah, kind of right. Thing. right.
0: I mean, and it's it's so, it's I guess it's uh, it's responsible parenting. You're doing what all parent, all decent parents should do. You know, it's the same thing if you know it was like you say when you were a kid yourself and and your parents and you were taking in a teenage girl and it may have nothing going on, maybe it was completely innocent, but. You know it's it's that that's the job i guess
1: (laughs) yeah i mean and that's how we kind of made the example to my son is like if you were straight and you asked for a girl to spend the night who you were friends with we wouldn't allow that and her parents probably wouldn't allow that yeah and so you know it's kind of the same thing And, and we try to we always try to when we make a decision about should we allow him to do this or do that we always try to take a step back and be able to go and my, I always ask my wife, are we doing this simply because he's gay mm-hmm. or are we doing it because it's the right thing to do, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I always want to make sure that we're at least taking a step to think about, okay, we're not punishing him mm. because, you know, he's because of his sexual identity or his sexual attractions, but because we wouldn't allow this even if he was straight kind of thing. Sure. And so we always want to make sure that he
0: knows that it's not any sort of punishment for his sexual yeah. attractions yeah 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 i mean actually that brings me to uh, to another question i mean a, a couple of things are tying in there um do, do you do you have any again uh, imagining that somebody you know uh, is googling and finds this conversation down the line do you have any advice you can give kind of basic core line right at the beginning i mean it sounds like and this is one of the reasons i really enjoy your podcast is because you i feel like you're always open you're still learning and when you're interviewing um you were interviewing the very first podcast i think it was your first one um i really enjoyed the uh, the conversation you had with uh and hang on i did note alison from berlin
1: yep alison from berlin was my first episode
0: um and that conversation you were it felt like you were learning a lot from her and you were willing to you know she was correcting you with um, uh with with, you know with the correct pronouns and and um right but you're willing to you're open to to to, you know to to people from the community from the lgbtq community to to kind of advise you but kind of taking that on board now i feel like when i've listened to a few of the other podcasts you've kind of feels like you're finding your stride more not just as a podcaster, but also as somebody talking to the community and talking with the community, but then if there's anything you could get back from all your conversations and interviews and and just from being with your son, is there any advice you could could pass on?
1: Yeah, so... I don't know that I would be the best person to give advice. Um, my son is the first gay child that I've ever had to raise, and so sure. I'm I'm just trying to do you know the best that I can hmm. uh, to make the decisions that would keep him safe and 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 keep him uh, growing and maturing as a as a normal person as best as I can. Um, I know that there are. I, I I'm a big fan of Reddit. Mm. And there are subreddits on there that you can go and talk to others like LGBT parents or something like that. I haven't been, I have gone in there, but I don't post a lot in there. But I think really it's just that um, as a parent, you have to understand your child, if you have a gay child, is a child like any other. Yeah. Except for one thing they have sexual attractions for someone of the same sex. And so when it comes to things like that, you have to kind of step back and go, okay, are we doing this because he's gay or are we doing this simply because it's the right thing to do and that mm. any kind any kind of other parent would do? You it, you do kind of have to step back from your decisions and go, okay, why am I making this decision as far as he's concerned? Sure. The other thing, too, uh, you – This could go either way, okay? I'm one of those people who I am supportive of people who are out and proud. If you want to go walk down the hallways of your school and announce to everyone in the world that you're gay or lesbian, I fully support that if that's your choice. I don't think that anyone should have to hide their sexuality Mm. from anyone else. Absolutely. With that being said, um, I think we probably made – well, not a good or a bad decision. I think we just made the best decision that we could, and we tried to encourage our son when he first came out to us. He was in middle school. He was like sixth or seventh grade. Mm. And we kind of told him, you need to be careful who you disclose who, your sexuality to. Um, sure. And he, he quickly learned um, that he had come out to a couple of girls in his school, and it quickly became the talk of the entire school. Uh, and, and, uh. and within the first week, Pretty much the whole school knew he was gay, and this was when we were living in Virginia. Uh-huh. And um, the area that we lived in, Virginia, wasn't very conservative. I would I would consider it kind of a liberal area, and so, but but despite that, it became quickly became the talk of the school, and my son right. started getting st- my son started getting bullied um, ah, okay. for for being gay. Now he, to my knowledge, he never actually got beat up you know but he Mm. would be he would be harassed or you know people would be talking about him or start arguments with him or you know saying bad things about him kind of which can be as
0: painful as as the physical um definitely
1: yeah yeah. definitely i I don't want to make it any less uh, significant but it it just it never got to a physical Sure. at least to my knowledge and there was a time where we actually got called into the school um because of it um, my wife and i Mm what is this principal going to say about my son's being my son being gay? And we were just trying to think about, okay, what if she says, you know, something and, you know, how are we going to handle this kind of thing? We kind of had to have a game plan going in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were pleasantly surprised that the principal was like, hey, you know, we understand your son's gay. He's informed us that he is, and we have taken steps to make sure that these children no longer harass him and blah, blah, blah. And they were completely supportive of okay. my son and making sure that, hey, this is school, doesn't matter if you're gay or straight or trans or whatever. You have a right to come here and learn without being mm. harassed, and we're going to make sure that those students no longer harass him. Yeah. And uh, I was taken aback. I I, di- I totally didn't expect that. I expected some sort of conservative kind of, you know, hey, maybe this isn't the place for your son kind of thing. But right. But the school was completely supportive, and they they took steps to mitigate the harassment and the bullying. and. And he, and so far, he's been flourishing in school. He hasn't had any problems, and is and we live in Georgia now. We live in the Atlanta area,
0: mm.
1: and the school he's in high school now. In the school that he goes to, um, it, they have a Gay Straight Alliance club there, and it's okay. it's pretty it's pretty LGBT friendly. Yeah, sounds um, like there's it. There's other there's other gay students. As a matter of fact, one of his friends, um, we for his birthday, we let him take a couple of his friends to the movies.
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat>
1: And one of his friends, I had to go pick up from their house and uh, quickly identified themselves as um, gender fluid. And I said, and my response was, okay, well, um, how would you like me to refer to you then? Would you like to me to use male or female pronouns or, and this kid kind of went by two different names and I said, which name do you prefer, Mm. you know? and. They're like, whichever one best suits you, and I was like, well, I'm just trying to do whatever makes you feel most comfortable, so yeah. just let me know, and when they came to my house, they were just like, oh, man, your dad made me feel so good because he asked me what name and pronouns I wanted to use, and no one's ever asked me that before, and I got a little choked up. I was just like, Well, yeah. Yeah, you know, like all <laughs> these feels I don't know how to handle, you know, and <laughs> and just the fact that this this child that's a friend of mine, or uh, a friend of my son's, yeah. they had never had anyone ask them which pronouns do you prefer or which name do you prefer you know i just want you to feel comfortable it
0: kind of got to me and so well yeah um, you were probably providing a a bit of refuge really somewhere to to be safe
1: yeah so i i just try to be uh, as the best a parent as i can to my son looking out for what's best in his interest despite the fact that he is gay and and i just i try to make those decisions based
0: on You know, informed parenting as best I can. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, thank you for it's quite a it's quite a thing to. uh, Well, I mean, being a parent, it's not something I'm endeavouring to do, (laughs) and I'm just looking for dogs in my life. So there you um, go. I like dogs, um, but no, I think I don't think it's ever easy. But um, yeah, and I mean, it's so positive to hear. That your son's experience of school is, you know, is now currently is uh, he has this that uh, the, the school are behind him um, because a few of my podcasts back I have talked to I've talked to a lot of uh, I've, I've had four guests now and three of which have said they have kind of experienced bullying to lesser or more degree than um, sometimes physical but it's for me it was even just it was, it's the it's the mental stuff that was it was it was tough. See, I haven't really had that. Um,
1: and I, I was surprised on my podcast. Um, mm. most of my interviews have been largely positive. No one that has come to me or that I've interviewed mm. has really said, yeah, I had a really rough time in school. Right. You know, they've all been like, yeah, I got a little bit here and there, but for the most part it was largely positive. And, and that is completely the opposite of what I expected. And yeah, um, I expected to have a lot of kind of horror stories. And, and even when I was preparing to do these interviews I'm like okay what if they tell me something really awful sure and how do I respond to that like you know do I oh man that really sucks I'm sorry to hear it kind of thing like I don't know how to and so I'm a little bit thankful that most of the people who have been on my show they had really positive stories because those are much easier to react to and talk about than than the really horrific ones and so but it is definitely the opposite of what I expected I expected to have plenty of you know i got beat up in school or no, i absolutely. got you know but the principals you know hated me and things like that and 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 for the most part that hasn't happened and i thought man i'm like is there really a purpose for this show then i mean if all these people are having these really great
0: experiences <laughs> you know do i need to do this show anymore well, you know and, I, I yes i mean that's the th- 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 to be quite honest with you i mean that's part of the thing and i've so far enjoyed with your podcast is that i do like hearing the positive stories kind of from all all around the world um there was uh, you had one interview with a gentleman from switzerland i believe i did yeah and um his his it just seemed like he he kind of lived in this it just sounded wonderful his life was everything didn't was great. it really like it was so great like it, just, it was just like yeah i know man like i just i just do my thing and nobody cares like and I it's always like, been like that yeah I, mean,
1: I know like he just never had any kind of difficulty for being gay at all and i was just like this is incredible like how does this happen kind of thing yeah i can totally yeah. agree with you I mean, uh, I can also I can also agree that it, it, it is nice to share the positive stories mm. and when I was when I was asking myself the question like do I need to do this show if if everyone's having such a positive experience and I mm. thought Yeah, I do yeah. because I, I know not everyone's having a positive experience. Exactly. I need to sh- It's actually probably I think more important to share the positive stories that people have yeah. than the negative to show yeah. that hey not everything is as bad as it seems when you come out you know if there are people who are still closeted um you may not have to worry as much as you are worrying about being gay and telling your parents or telling your friends because there are positive experiences and so and so I thought you know what yeah it is good to share those positive stories and and I'm going to keep doing the show as long as I can keep sharing you know someone's real Experience and either way, whether it's a good experience or a a bad experience, it's a learning experience for anyone who listens.
0: I think also there's the interesting. I mean, I don't know all the ages of your guests, but certainly with the the the, get my guest that we talked through, my very first guest, uh, he was a younger actor that I'd worked with, and in his twenties, and his experience was very different to mine, being in my forties, and I think that's part of it as well. And the other guests are all a little bit older and kind of coming from slightly different times and um, have struggled with, uh, you know, with uh, HIV. One of the guests said, uh, you know, and was very open about it in the interview. Um, uh, but again, it's kind of a different, different time frame, I guess. That makes that makes a big difference. Yeah. A um, few other things, because i um, just to fill my listeners in, I'm also going to be being interviewed by Major shortly, so we've got lots to get through, so uh, I want to yeah, sure, keep it moving a for you. Um, so, as, and, I'm, and I'm, I like using the word ally, and I'm, I've am i been, it's been, uh, not bandied about, but friends of mine, family, my sister, likes to describe herself as an ally now, and it's kind of, it wasn't, it didn't seem to be a word used in the LGBTQ uh, forums for a long time, and it's just kind of the last feels like the last couple of years. But anyway, good word. Um, but Ally, um, what would you say as a as a father to a LGBT or to a gay son? What are your hopes for the future for for, for the US and kind of the wider world? What would you what would you hope for? I mean, I'm not quite sure because um, you're currently in Atlanta. I'm not quite sure what the the attitudes are where you are currently.
1: Yeah, so <clears throat> it's a bit of a mixture. Um, it seems there's a very large um, LGBT community in downtown Atlanta. They have um, specific areas where a lot of um, LGBT people seem to congregate, you know, sure. and they'll have restaurants and bars and and all kinds of things. Um, and they'll put um, some of them hang rainbow flags outside. Some mm-hmm. of them don't, and um, I think it's really great that there's a large community here in downtown Atlanta. Um, On the flip side of that, um, being that it's an urban area and there are a a lot of different um, people from different Uh backgrounds Uh kind of commingling in the Atlanta area, Uh um, I remember one time we were walking, um, some people from my work, we were walking to a restaurant and one of them who was a friend of mine was kind of just like, Oh, this isn't really a, a safe place. And I was just like, why then? And they're like, well, a lot of gay people hang out here. And I was just like, and you right. really, w-, and, he, and he said something like uh, you really wouldn't want to bring your kids down here. And wow. I was like, uh, and, and I questioned him. I was like, well, why is that? And he mm. said, well, you know, a lot of gay people kind of thing. And I was just like, so, because there's a lot of gay people here, I shouldn't bring my kids here. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. I mean, is that what you're getting at? And he's just like, and he did one of those things like some people will do. Where you, well, I don't have a problem with it. I just don't want my kids exposed to it, kind of thing. And, and right. And my and my response to that is always, well, this is a fact of reality, and 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 I can understand at some point if you have little kids, you know, you may not want to expose your children to any sort of. Um, uh, affection, you know, like kissing, yeah, or, yeah. Uh, you know, like you wouldn't want straight people to do that in front of your kids yeah, either. Yeah, so yeah. I can get that point. But you know, if your kid's older and they have seen people kiss, you know, whether they're two men or two women mm. or a, man and a woman, it shouldn't really matter. Yeah. Affection. <clears throat> yeah. Public affection. Yeah. And so I kind of, we kind of had a conversation and I tried to stick to, you know, I try to use when I talk to people, uh, I'm not always successful I'm not the best at this but I try to use the Socratic method and just ask Mm -hmm. questions about well why do you feel that way and and and, you know what are you using for the basis of this you know justification of of why they should kind of not bring their kids here or whatever the conversation happens to be I I try not to shout them down or tell them they're bad for thinking that I just try to get them to um, evaluate what they've said and, and what were the motivations behind why they said it.
0: No, absolutely. It's interesting. Um, uh, you, you were talking to... Um, I, I've really genned up on all your <laughs> podcasts, but you were talking to a professor. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, he was talking to you about the... Um, talking about critical thinking. Right, Um yep. and, and how to deal with, you know, with, with friends or colleagues um, uh, with homophobia within that, and I—that totally interesting that you know he—he he was kind of that the, the idea that you don't just attack, you don't jump on it, that you uh, take your time to find out why, um, exactly, and where did it come from? Where does that? F- I mean, because usually it's fear, I guess. Um, yeah, and uh, it
1: that story is actually kind of funny how we got there because when I first got the idea for the show, I happened to see an article that this Georgia State. University professor Mm. um, was starting some partnership with an LGBT organization about, in you know, um, doing more research into the LGBT community. He was a PhD in sociology, and I. I just sent him an email out of the blue saying, hey, I think it's really great that, that you're working in the South to kind of improve the the information that we gather from LGBT people in the South. And, yeah. and I'm do I'm going to be doing this show soon. I would love to have you on as a guest. And I totally didn't expect that a PhD professor from Georgia State University <laughs> would actually be like, yeah, let's do that. You know, and, <laughs> and, and I, not less than an hour later after I sent that email, I got a reply back. Yeah, I'd love to be on your show kind of Amazing. thing. And I was like, well, I haven't started it yet but when i do i'll definitely email you back you know and so that was really cool i was actually very impressed that i got to speak to a um a phd professor of sociology Absolutely. at georgia state yeah it was really
0: it was really an honor uh, an honor for me to, to do that yeah no it was it was it was a really interesting interview as well and uh, that's the other thing is that and again to all my listeners go and listen to straight up gay podcast because it's so varying your guests have been so varied um and i have i
1: have been really fortunate yeah
0: yeah worldly worldly <laughs> um so what just just a, a sort of very brief question you don't have to uh, give me a long winded answer, but sort of what as 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 a podcaster now what's your kind of ongoing what's your aim on from from here on I hate to use the word I hate to use the 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 saying moving forward because that's used banded about too much nowadays
1: <laughs> sure no yeah so if i could maybe just give me the opportunity so i i went to business school i have a business degree and yeah. i know that one of the things that's very important for an organization to have is their mission statement your mission statement is yeah. your kind of your central guiding principle hmm. for you know, where you are going to aim your organization's goals in yeah. in, in, in the general direction, you know, kind of like northeast, west, south kind of thing. And yeah. so um, the mission of the Straight Up Gay podcast is to improve the acceptance of and protect the rights of LGBTQ individuals around the globe by sharing the personal experiences of LGBTQ individuals, having discussions about LGBTQ issues and sharing scientifically accurate information about LGBTQ people and their community through weekly podcasts. And our involvement in activism—that's um, right. what—that's what I hope to accomplish. I hope that this, you know, this is the central guiding principle: is that I, I kind of bring about the normalization. I, I want to have yeah. a good mixture of audience members of straight, gay, um, trans people who yeah. all listen to the show. I, I'm not trying to create an echo chamber or anything like that. I just want mm. to bring about, you know, a positive change in, in any
0: small way that I can through my podcast. Yeah, and, and I think you're, you and it's you're doing it. It's happening. <laughs>
1: well then I'm, I'm I'm glad to hear that
0: <laughs> um just uh, a couple of other things um you were uh, you mentioned briefly that you were um well, you didn't mention briefly you actually talked for a while but um about your military background and just f- for you from uh th- from the inside how did you did you experience much uh, kind of homophobia within that world uh, yeah, actually, that's a good question because that is um, – or at least it
1: was when I was in, in on active duty. That was mm-hmm. a big problem um, as far as homophobia was concerned. Sure. Um, in the Air Force now, um, it does – now that uh, Don't Ask, Don't Tell has been repealed, I have yep. encountered uh, several um, gay people in the uh, Air Force um, who okay. are open and out about it. As a matter of fact, the last duty station that I had in North Carolina mm-hmm. – there were two gentlemen in my in my unit who were outspoken and gay and and everyone knew it and and what was really funny is one of the gay guys that i was friends with at at the last base Mm -hmm. um he was a conservative and he was a republican (laughs) and i just thought how do you get there man like i understand that some people have you know these ideas about conservatism and and there are some good ideas inside conservatism but i'm just like how do you hold these ideas with people who really don't want you around you know and yeah. And so, it, and, and so, him and I, you know, he was he was not a big fan of President Obama, and and not that I was a big fan of President Obama, um, because yeah. I'm an atheist. I care mostly about what's true, and and like yeah. one of our, one of the people who's big in the atheist community is uh, Matt Dillahunty, and and one of his things he always says is, uh, I just want to know as many true things as I can know. Yeah. And, and that's what I care about. So when when I would defend President Obama, it was only because some what they were saying you know was unsupported information and that it wasn't true right and so him and I would often go back and forth about you know things that President Obama was doing but in the Marines um, there was a lot of homophobia and I remember Mm. when they were um, repealing don't ask don't tell and and people were like you know there would be guys and this was around you know like I said I was kind of a fence sitter but again I was still a pretty rational person and so Mm. um, they would say something like you know I don't want gay people in the locker room or, or, you know, while we're showering kind of thing. Right. And and, and I was like, Hey dummy, listen, um, just because a person's gay doesn't mean they're going to come on to you. And if they do come on to you or they do sexually harass Mm. you, that's a sexual harassment. issue. Yeah.
0: That's yeah.
1: That's not an LGBT or a gay issue like that. They're they're violating your personal space as if even if you were a man doing it to a woman yeah. right it's it's not because you are heterosexual yeah. it's because you're violating their personal space right mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and so whether or not they're gay or straight has no bearing on the fact that they're sexually harassing you and that you should report that right and and just because they are gay doesn't mean they can't
0: control their urges and they're going to tackle you in the shower kind of thing yeah and they might not even probably not be interested in you and that's the other thing right that assumption is is wonderful (laughs) yeah
1: so Uh, that that, that's kind of how i took it as like is it's
0: it's not a gay issue it's a it's a sexual harassment issue or a sexual
1: assault issue yeah absolutely
0: yeah that's kind of by the by isn't it um yeah yeah. um also um just where you so kind of that was a question actually where you are now in the world and and so you take atlanta's actually got so it's got an area it's got areas that are lgbtq friendly um and sounds like your son's school is pretty positive and so actually that kind of answers that question that things are okay but you when you were in where were you in florida so you're originally from florida Yeah. So just a brief history of me. I was born and raised in
1: Florida. I joined the Marine Corps in 1996. Mm -hmm. Um, I traveled around the globe. I I did my first year at my first active duty station in Okinawa. I came back. I went to North Carolina. I've Mm -hmm. been to California. I got out of the Marine Corps. And and, uh, when they shipped me back to North Carolina, I got out of the Marine Corps. I was out Mm -hmm. for a year. I was living in Ohio. I've then moved to Illinois. I've been all over the United States. I, I live in Georgia now. Um, the only place I don't live anymore is back in Florida where my home is and all my family and friends are (laughs) Uh, I've just never seemed to been able to make it back there But I lived in Virginia for a while because my my current job, you know, they have moved me around a little bit They're the ones that moved me to Illinois and to um, to Virginia and now to Georgia and so um We've been all over and for the most part, I think um Atlanta is a good area for LGBT people specifically because they have such a large community. And one of the things I learned was that the city of Atlanta actually has laws um, that protect LGBT people from discrimination. And that was one of the things I learned from uh, Professor Wright, uh, the PhD professor in sociology Mm -hmm. at GSU um he's the one that told me that and i was like oh i had no idea and he was like yeah there's a city ordinance that protects lgbt people from discrimination so okay. it's a very good place for lgbt people to be okay
0: um so it's part of i've uh, my uh partner is from the u.s and we met in the u.s and so i've i, I know lots of coastal <laughs> but uh, kind of anywhere else is a, is still a bit of a mystery to me so yeah um, this is a, a, another question. I'm going to just throw this one at you because I do this to I do ask this one to all my guests. Um, okay. um So, as as a young man, <laughs> I'm not saying you're old, but as a younger man, <laughs> um, did you who were your who were your personal role models? And before we've kind of I, I, there's been obviously well not obviously but there have been a lot of mentions of um politicians authors and and pop culture and because i've been talking to a lot of performers but did you have anyone kind of just growing up that that you 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 aspired to um so
1: that's a really good question that i have never really thought about before like sorry who i just my role dropped on... it on you <laughs> no that's but it's a very good question and i'm happy to answer it um i i don't want to sound cheesy but um I think my dad was probably my biggest role model. Yeah. He he tried very hard, even though my parents were divorced, and he lived two hours away when I was in Florida. Um, I lived in a small town called DeBerry, and my dad lived in Tampa, mm-hmm. and they were about two hours apart. And he would come every month whenever I had a long weekend from school and he would pick me up and he'd take me to his house for a long weekend and then he'd bring me back. And he did all the traveling, he did all of the arranging and, yeah. and stuff. And to his credit, he tried very hard to stay involved in my life and be, and I am supremely proud of my father. My, my dad was a telecommunications guy. Okay. He, worked, he worked for Lucent for a while. He actually worked for Honeywell which is a company that does a lot of technological stuff. And they actually were contracted for a while to work at NASA on the space shuttle. And my oh, dad actually, wow. my dad actually got to work there as a contractor for Honeywell at NASA and, and work on the data storage information for the wow. space shuttle for a while. And <laughs> he's been a really big influence on my life. And, um, he's always tried to teach me to work hard and, and be an honest person mm. and, and do well. And, and I, you know, but um, I, I hope that I've lived up to his expectations. He tells me constantly that he's proud of me and that I'm doing good. And and yeah. I think that uh, as a as a role models can go. You know, I didn't have a celebrity role model, although <laughs> I did. You know, as a kid, me and my brother used to go out in the yard and kick each other's butts as Chuck Norris. We would both be yeah. Chuck Norris <laughs> and
0: try to kick each other in the head. But um, but yeah, I think it would have to be my dad okay that's a you know, good answer good answer and I uh, I one people should probably answer a little bit more often in that manner because we should all respect our our parents and our fathers um i certainly do but um that's another podcast itself yeah I think. <laughs> so um just kind of another couple of things um First and foremost, I must allow you the moment to kind of give us your all your details of um, social media, um, website, Twitter, Insta, etc. Go okay. for your life. <laughs> uh, all right. So the best
1: place to find anything out about the show or about what I'm doing is my homepage, uh, which is www.straightupgaypodcast.com. It has all of the links to all of my social media where you can reach me. Um, my email address, my Google plus page, all of that. Um, I'm not super active on Twitter. I get on there from time to time. And, and when people, you know, tweet at me or, sure. or if I find something interesting, I'll tweet it out, but I don't spend a lot of time on Twitter, but I do like Twitter. It's, mm-hmm. um, at my Twitter handle is at S U G podcast. I also have a Facebook page, which is www.straightupgay or nope not that one. It's <laughs> www.facebook.com slash straight up gay podcast. Okay. And then anything else you want uh, my
0: email address is major at straightupgaypodcast.com. I was gonna say in case people do want to uh, in case as I say parents uh, do fall upon <laughs> us and say ah right I might have some questions so
1: yeah definitely and um, if anyone's ever interested on the show I'm always interested in having a new guest so if they're if they like what they hear if they listen to the show and they're interested in being a guest
0: and they want to take a shot at it let me know and we'll set something up absolutely I may um I may I may send some of my guests your way as well so
1: yeah and if i can send any your way
0: that would be great we'll we'll definitely get a co-op going on let's do that let's make it work um major thank you so much for joining me um and we shall jump on forwards into your podcast now but thanks a lot and uh yeah speak to you very soon okay thanks
1: all right that was really good man i really enjoyed that i I, I, I that was the first time where someone interviewed me and so i hope i did good